The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends, this is David Satella with a uh, post-honeymoon version of PPC Rockstars. I haven't heard any uh, newer live shows from me lately because I've been honeymooning with my bride, and I'm back and recharged. We've got some great shows lined up for you. Uh, first one is my good friend Jamie Smith, who is the founder and CEO of Engine Ready, which is a search marketing software and uh, analytics firm. Uh, Engine Ready was actually the first company to combine search engine optimization, web analytics, and search engine marketing. So, uh, welcome to the show, Jamie. Hey, thanks for having me, David. Uh, I especially like Jamie because he is a new father. How old is your uh, is the son or daughter? Uh, daughter, three weeks today. Uh, well, I'm blessed with two daughters, so you've got nothing but joy uh, ahead of you. And uh, maybe some <coughs> coercion of future boyfriends, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, also, Jamie is one of my favorite people because he's a fellow New Englander. Jamie was born in Vermont. I was born in Connecticut. We both like our hard, hard cheddar. Right, yeah, Jamie? New Englanders. Yeah. So, um, actually, I caught you at a good time because you are about to uh, start a four-installment series on Webmaster Radio starting on May 26th, that's next week, or last week. Um, and let's see, you're going to be talking about finding the right search agency, uh, keyword assists, and 800 number, uh, prefix usage on websites. You're going to be talking about SEO versus PPC, which should be pretty hot, uh, and an ad position study talking about the effect of uh, on, on – um, campaign performance when ads are in different positions. So we're going to zero in on a couple of those, but uh, let's talk about the ones that we won't zero in on, just as uh, um, uh, a tip for people to uh, look forward to the the upcoming shows. So um, let's see. SEO versus PPC. What are you going to cover there, Jamie? Yeah, the uh, the program is called Best Search Strategies, and, and what we're doing is we're releasing um, some of the studies from our research team. Um, so we have some good uh, information on the SEO versus PPC, um, a, a, a very large study that was done um, in terms of which um, PPC versus SEO had the highest return on ad spend, uh, cost per acquisition, um, value per visitor, and we analyzed millions and millions of visitors across multiple clients and came up with a with the results that um, we published in a study that was also picked up by the New York Times. So we can talk a high level or get into the details later if you like. Well, what, what did it come down to? Um, um, I mean, they, to me, the SEO and PPC are not uh, mutually exclusive. They, there isn't a site owner that should neglect one uh, instead of the other. So what, what are some of the high-level findings? 
Uh, well, um, the finding was they were pretty neck and neck. Uh, um, actually, uh, there was a very uh, slight uh, improvement of um, uh, PPC over SEO, um, and uh, the specific metrics we analyzed were um, bounce rates. Um, yep. uh, pay, paid had a bounce rate uh, in, a, in, a, in around 44%. Uh, and organic had a bounce rate of uh, 45%. Uh, the conversion rates uh, paid at, a, at an average conversion rate um, of 1.4%, and organic had a conversion rate of 1.2%. So we're only talking, uh, you know, 0.2% differences, but uh, right. it was an interesting study. And we also looked at average order value, which PPC had a slightly average order value, and we looked at the average value per visitor. Very interesting. So um, when you say uh, organic, are you including direct access or does that not include direct access? Uh, that would be someone that, that came from a search engine refer uh, but did not have a tracking URL from a paid listing. Okay. So that's it's really somebody clicking on a natural listing. Yep. And it was about equal. That's that's fascinating. There was, there was a uh, a blog post by Andy Beal on Marketing Pilgrim a couple of weeks ago that seemed to imply that advertisers were pulling back on uh, PPC over time and uh, putting more emphasis on SEO because uh, there's a there was a perception that ROI was higher with SEO. And it uh, looks like you've got data that might contradict that. Yeah, and it's, uh, I agree with you, David. It's got to be a hybrid approach. Um, but it was interesting to, to compare them as a, as a separate entity. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to seeing that show or listening to that show. How about uh, the effect of ad position? Can you give us some high-level uh, findings of that one? Yeah, similar uh, concept, which was, uh, you know, a question uh, was brought up internally with our search marketing team of, um, you know, what is the best position uh, from an ROI standpoint or a return on ad spend? Um, because we do both um, lead generation and e-commerce, um, many times we use a cost per acquisition metrics because it applies to both. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this study, we looked at um, position 1 through position 10, uh, we looked at the click-through rate, we looked at the conversion rate, uh, the cost per acquisition, and the conversion per 10,000 impressions. Okay. Um, and you can see uh, the results of that study as well under the, the resources at engineering.com. Uh, but the, fi- the findings of this study were, were, were kind of interesting as well. Uh, if you looked at conversions per 10,000 impressions, uh, position four uh, actually won out. Wow. Um, if you looked at cost per acquisition, um, position two, uh, two, and when I say two, I mean two to two point nine. You know how Got Google it. has that range, right? Um, and then, and when you look at conversion rate, believe it or not, position seven one, um, wow. and click through rate, obviously position one one. Uh, okay. So those were the um, the metrics that we looked at to try to help advertisers identify. And obviously, you have to do your own testing and draw your own conclusions. But um, as a general, with a very, very large amount of data, uh, what were the findings that we, that we concluded? That's pretty fascinating. So <clears throat> position number one had the cli- highest click-through rate, but not the highest conversion rate, which seems Correct. to imply that it attracted a lot of clicks to the site from people that really weren't interested in and maybe just click reflexively because it was the first listing. You, yeah, ab- that, ab- absolutely. Yeah, the totals 
the totals were um, click-through rate was 1.2%. The conversion rate was 23 I'm sorry, the averages, sorry. Right. The average total uh, conversion rate was 2.3%, and the average cost per acquisition was $53. In position one, there was a click-through rate of 3%, uh, but only a 1.9 conversion rate, wow. as opposed to position seven, which only had a 1% click-through rate, but had a 7.8% conversion rate. Okay, so let me ask you this: um, the when the ad was in position seven compared to the ad in position two, was there a significant difference in volume in the number of clicks that were produced? Absolutely. Yep. And, yeah, that's and so always the a catch point two too. Are, are we optimizing around cost per acquisition only, or is volume important to uh, right. a client or, or, or to an advertiser? Right. Fascinating. Okay. Well, I won't uh, tie you up uh, giving the whole show away, but we're definitely going to look forward to that one. That the that's the uh, show that's going to air on June thirtieth. Yeah. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. Hold on. That would be uh, August twenty fifth, actually. August twenty fifth. Right. Okay. Hey, listen, we're going to cut away for a commercial, then we're going to come back and drill down into two of the uh, topics you'll be covering uh, in more depth later. Listeners, don't go away. This is good stuff. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. RevenueWire.com and its member merchant, LavaSoft, makers of the world-renowned Adaware, present the LavaSoft Affiliate Contest. The LavaSoft Affiliate Contest goes from May 15th through August 15th. Make great commission and win up to $64,000 in cash prizes. Look for all the details on the LavaSoft Affiliate Contest by logging on to RevenueWire.com and look for the LavaSoft logo on the homepage. Win big with LavaSoft and RevenueWire.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Fired up with Gordon Rudo. Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Jamie Smith, CEO and founder of Engine Ready, uh, about to start a four-show series on Webmaster Radio that uh, I'm sure going to tune into. And we're lucky to have him to uh, give us some summaries now. 
Uh, Jamie, on June 30th, you're going to be talking about two topics that are, are going to be fascinating. Let's start with the 800 number study that you did. Now, was this 800 numbers in the ads or on the uh, on the pages of the sites? This was on the landing pages. Okay. Yep. So the study um, started off uh, because of our interest in, obviously, call analytics, uh, which is to try to help us identify uh, which visitors are coming to a website and calling from which keyword. Um, and what we found is we had a client that was willing to pay four or five times the value for a call-in um, than a uh, Internet uh, request a quote lead. Um, so as we began testing uh, t- uh, the different phone numbers, we decided to ask ourselves, did it matter if it was an 800 number, an 888 number, an 866 number, or an 877 number? Uh, that was the ori- original question. My guess would have been that, that it wouldn't matter, but go ahead. This fascinating stuff. Yeah, it actually did have quite a, um, a, a significant effect on results. Um, we... Um, concluded, we looked at conversion rates, um, we looked at uh, online separately, so we, we, we factored in which prefix drove the highest conversion rate of visitors to calls, and then we also looked at how that affected uh, internet conversion rates. Uh, did um, the prefix um, uh, increase or decrease your uh, web conversion rate for an online form, and then we looked at the hybrid um, of uh, combining both actions. So um, what we concluded was that uh, the 800 number uh, and the 888 number are very, very close in performance, Uh Um, actually a 4.3% conversion rate on the 800 number with a 3.7 conversion rate on the 888, Um, but it drops off significantly when you look at the 66 number. Yeah, I'm looking at the data all the way down from 4.38 for the 800 number down to 2.74 for the 866 number. Right. Yep. And and we tried to you know determine why. I mean, one of the obvious reasons is that 800 numbers uh, are um, have been around for decades, over 40 years, uh, as opposed to uh, the 888 number was only released 13 years ago. Um, 877 became available about 11 years ago, and the 866 is only nine years old. So there may be a perception of um, longevity of a company, a perceived value in an 800 number. Uh, these are all things we tried to identify. Okay, <clears throat> that that I get, but um, I'm wondering how to explain the difference between 888, 877, and 866. Any any yeah. any feel for that? No, I, I you know it, uh, I, I don't have the answer. I, I know that we looked at about eighteen thousand uh, visitors, um, which um, is, a, is a pretty significant data sample. Um, and w- why someone is more compelled or more comfortable to call with an eight hundred number versus an eight six six number? Um, unfortunately, I don't have the why. I just have the data. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it seems to be pretty consistent and uh, pretty compelling. I'm just going to guess that 888 looks like a cool number because it's all three. It's all one digit, easy to remember. And in some Asian societies, it's it's the luckiest number around. So maybe that has some kind of effect. Who knows? Uh, well, looking forward I, to that show as well. Well, I think you're onto something because the 888 number actually outperformed the online actions. So people that actually filled out the form, uh, 888 had an 11.3% conversion rate, and the 800 number 
800 only had 10.6% conversion rate of people that filled out the form. Now, they did not call, but it's interesting that uh, you're absolutely right. The 888 number had a uh, higher online conversion rate, but not a call-in conversion rate. Okay, so you're saying that when the 888 number appeared on the page, for some mysterious reason, they uh, the, the site visitor was more apt to take the conversion action? Correct. They fill out the form. Correct. Fascinating. Fascinating. Okay. Well, then I've got I've got a little side tip here. I, th- I know Jamie, you and I have discussed this in the past. You know, probably over over a drink in, in some uh, conference bar, but uh, up in, and and this is one that that we wanted to hold close to our chest because it seemed like a great secret that we didn't want other people to know. But uh, the fact is that one can get uh, an unlimited supply of free toll-free numbers from Google, and uh, they're associated with audio campaigns, which Google is about to axe, but uh, I just checked, and they're still available. Basically, the advertiser can pretend to create an audio campaign and type in a number to which the toll-free numbers should be redirected and get an unlimited number and then use those in any way they want. The way we've tested them is we've included the phone number in the PPC ads. And and then uh, uh, the, the, the best part is that the phone numbers are tracked so we could actually see responses to the ads uh, where that response was not a click, but actually a phone call. Uh, and what we further found was that um, including the phone number in the ad for search ads depressed click-through rate. Now, that's obvi- that's to be expected, you would think, because um, some people are calling instead of clicking. So fewer people are calling or are, are clicking for the number of impressions that are occurring. But we found something really cool, which was that in content ads, the click-through rate on an ad with a phone number versus without the phone number was higher with the phone number. And and we also got free calls. So the only thing we could conclude was that uh, for some, uh, the, the phone number in the ad lent, lent some credibility to the company or to the ad that, that uh, was missing when the, ad, when the phone number was, was omitted. Now, would you also use a different unique phone number on the landing page or just the unique number could, on the we ad could. creative? We could have. We did, for, for our tests at that time, uh, we did not include the unique phone number on the landing page, but the phone numbers that I just described available through Google could just as easily be included on landing pages and not in ads. Yeah, and before we move into the assist keyword study, um, it, it is worth mentioning we, we did a separate study on local versus 800 numbers, uh-huh. uh, which I think is an important aspect to test. Good um, And what we found uh, was that the local number uh, outperformed the toll-free number. Uh, that perception of uh, a free call now that they most people are on unlimited cell phone plans anyway gotcha. uh, isn't as big of as an incentive as it used to be. Um, so when 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 appropriate, uh, use local numbers. We saw a twenty-one percent um, conversion rate with local numbers versus a ten point four percent conversion rate with toll-free, um, wow. and um, that was pretty significant. That's huge. Well, uh, that reminds me, I forgot to mention that um, the phone numbers that are available through Google, the advertiser can choose to have a toll-free number or a local exchange number that rings, th- rings into any number. Excellent. But let, 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 let's move off of uh, phone stuff and get into the assist stuff now. Okay. Uh, do you want me to give you a high-level overview? Or? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, the, the concept behind the assist keyword uh, study was to uh, help pinpoint, you know, it, how often does it happen, and, and maybe I'll give a definition first of an assist. Um, most people are familiar, but what um, the concept is, is someone, it, it really is analyzing search behavior. Uh, how users search on the internet. So, uh, more often than not, um, a user will start with a broad uh, search phrase. Uh, for example, uh, if I'm looking for, uh, you know, credit card help, uh, I might type in debt, uh, and then uh, my second search query may be credit card debt, uh, and then my third search query may be uh, debt consolidation for my credit card. Um, and oftentimes, as search marketers, we give credit uh, only to the final search query or the long tail word uh, that generated the sale or lead. Uh, and so we wanted to know uh, how often is there uh, an assist keyword, uh, what the frequency was, uh, and if it was significant enough to give credit to some of those more generic words or are those bleeding your accounts. Right. Well, this is a really important topic and uh, one that I think that all advertisers will be spending more time uh, working on. So, what did you find? So, what we're going to do is we're going to try. We're going to continue to release this study quarterly. So, the okay. first um, data sample is from Q4 2008. It was sixteen thousand five hundred transactions. Uh, we did e-commerce uh, uh, clients. Um, and what we found was over 10% of the sales uh, had a, a two-plus search queries. Um, so that means that they were coming in for the second time for a different search query. Uh, and the range was uh, as small as 6% uh, for one particular client in a particular vertical, all the way up to 12%. Uh, of their sales uh, had come from an assist keyword. Uh, we took this study uh, a little more granular than just a high-level view, and we looked at how many assists contributed to the sale. Uh, so if we looked at uh, the number of assists to a sale, um, 69% um, of the 1,777 uh, 1,773 assisted sales were on just two search queries. So they typed in a broad uh, word, uh, then a more specific word, and then they purchased. Uh, but 17% of the times, there was three search queries before the sale. Uh, and um, to over 12% of the time, there was four-plus search um, queries before the transaction. Well, that's, that's, that's fascinating because I've seen data uh, that I didn't trust as well that uh, that was 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 contrary to what you're saying here. I actually believe your data, um, based on our own experience and uh, and intuition, even. Uh, so what we're really saying is, close to seventy percent of all conversions happen after uh, two clicks on ads and visits to the sites. So in other words, uh, visitor does a search in a broad term, clicks on an ad, goes to the site, for whatever reason chooses not to convert. Uh, sometime later, does another search on a different term, uh, clicks on a PPC ad, goes to the site, and converts. Is that what the data is saying? No, I'm sorry. Uh, the data is saying 10.7% uh, of the time that, that happens, correct? Oh, okay. uh, the 68, 9%, or 70% uh, is breaking down 2 versus 3 versus 4 versus 5. I see. Out of that 10.7%. Out of the 10.7%. Sorry about that. Correct. You. Okay. Yep. No problem. That was my bad. Okay. So, really, it's only 10.7% that are 107 uh, on average conversions 
are the result of more than one visit to a site via more than one search and more than one click on a PPC ad. Is that correct? That's correct. And we actually broke those two statistics out because they're different. So we looked at total visits to a sale as a different study versus just looking at keyword queries. So if you look at the, out of the 16,500 sales that we analyzed, uh, 45% of the transactions happened on the very first visit. Uh, 21% of the sales happened on the second visit. Uh, 9.5% on the third, 5.5% on the fourth visit, and 18% on the fifth plus visit, which would include wow. fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. We didn't want to keep going. so. Gotcha. Uh, but I think that's an important statistic to point out, that over 18, almost 20% of your sales are coming on the fifth plus visit. Right. Now, in this case, when it says total visits to sale, that means visits to the site through any means – uh, including uh, organic, direct, um, maybe even email. Is that correct? That's correct. We probably should have gone in the reverse order, which is the high level first, which is first we analyzed how many touch points does somebody have with your website before they purchase with all your marketing initiatives, and then we isolated just specifically search and the number of keyword searches to identify the, the assist keyword patterns. Hey, Jamie, uh, we've got to break away for another important message from sponsors. Uh, hang with me, and listeners, come on back. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. 
Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back. Uh, Jamie, this is really fascinating and important stuff, and, and I'm really looking forward to the uh, the four shows. Those are going to be found on uh, at webmasterradio.fm under the town hall meetings section. Um, Jamie, we've got to wrap it up. Any any last words on uh, the two topics you uh, you wanted to depth on or the uh, series you're going to do? Uh, in terms of the series, we're um, going to be doing the best search strategies, uh, which are going to be powered by our engine-ready research team. Um, so those will be really nice. And, and what, what, I, what I hope the, the listeners get out of these studies is, is simply use it as a baseline. Um, your results are going to differ, uh, but at least you've got a, a very large data sample uh, that you can compare your results to and, and use these studies to baseline your own individual results. So that's our goal uh, is to give people uh, some non-biased data uh, that they can help compare against their own uh, search marketing initiatives. Excellent. And that's going to be May 26th, June 30th, July 28th, and August 25th. And uh, I assume those are also going to be available for download from the Webmaster Radio site and probably iTunes as well. Absolutely. And if you want to download any of these studies directly, you're more than welcome to go to the uh, EngineReady.com website and, and click on the Resources button. Super. Hey, Jamie, am I going to, am I going to see you in uh, San Jose in, uh, let's see, is it July or August or September? Uh, this, <laughs> San Jose <laughs> is coming up in August. Okay. Yeah, August 10th. Will you be there? We'll see it at the SES show. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, super. Looking forward to seeing you there and uh, bring those photos of your baby. All right. Thanks again, David. I really appreciate it. Anytime, Jamie. Take care. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We've got another great show coming up next Monday, so don't miss it.